1: what is going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of talking Titans sick podcast uh this is actually our first installment of the off-season portion of our show uh we got a lot to get into we're going to touch on some of the games we witnessed over the weekend uh i'm sure we'll argue at some point in between uh but uh let's get rocking and rolling sammy start me up turn up your volume volume. because you're about to listen to the sick, the sick
2: Podcast,
1: Talking Titans,
2: ladies and gentlemen, ninety-four yards touchdown, Titans. He is the fattest man in the NFL, and he just took her to the house.
1: The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast.
2: Zach!
1: It's gonna be sick. sick, sick, sick. What's going on, everyone? As always, uh, I'm your host, Sal Mayfrey, host, my, joined by my two co-hosts, Jarrett and Vinny. we got a lot to get into this week. We saw a very, very, very exciting weekend of NFL playoff football. Um, we got another great matchup that'll be starting it off pretty soon as we're recording tonight. Uh, but let's first just talk about what we saw briefly in the world in the NFL. Uh, I want to hear the one thing that shocked you and the one thing that didn't shock you. Uh, over the last two days of of the playoffs, J- Jarrett, why don't you start us off? What did you see, and what raised your eyebrows, and what made you smirk? Uh,
0: what I definitely saw was a whole different side of uh, football than we're used to with the Titans. Absolutely, and that's offense, man. Uh, offense was flying on almost every game this week. Uh, surprised by the Bills keeping it tight. I had the Bill. I mean. Um, the Dolphins keeping it tight. I had the, uh, the Bills minus 13 and a half, so that screwed me a little bit. Uh, the Jags coming back down 27, man. I thought they were dead in the water on Saturday night. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was definitely a problem, and we have him in the division now for the foreseeable future with Doug Peterson. I mean, that Jack team came in, you know, hot in that second half. So, um, you know, all good football all the way around. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, tonight's game, though, uh, Cowboys and uh, Buccaneers. So I want to see if the GOAT still has it against uh, the Cowboys. But uh, it was definitely exciting. Uh first weekend of a wild card weekend.
1: Absolutely. Ben?
2: Uh, I would say what surprised me the most is that a lot of these teams with quarterbacks who you would think uh, would would, uh, lead their team to struggle actually showed up and played decent. Um, I know the Buffalo Bills did a lot of things to keep Miami in that game, um, but I thought they would handle them, uh, but I give Miami a lot of credit I think uh, much of the same with Baltimore. You didn't expect much out of that at or Hunley, however you say his name, but he also played decent as well, kept them in that game, um, had an opportunity to tie it up at the end with the Hail Mary. But that is the NFL, so I was a little surprised by that. Maybe not surprised, but a little frustrated as well, knowing that you know our quarterback situation was so up in the air the last – you know, second half of the season and you see teams with Skylar Thompson and Brett Huntley, you know, get into the playoffs and and play well and almost win, and we had, a you know, a five-game division lead and and couldn't seem to to finish it, even with the likes of, you know, Malik Willis and Josh Dobbs. Um, So that was surprising and frustrating to me. Um, But what didn't surprise me is – the Jacksonville Jaguars coming back because they're led by Doug Peterson, who down my way, he is uh, very popular still. I mean, there's a statue outside of uh, Xfinity Live with him in Falls and he's got his guys believing even down 27 nothing. You have to be able to keep a team, um, you know, I-, I guess still motivated during that halftime. And he did it, and I give them a lot of credit. And I think it's worrisome that going forward they're going to be together, like Jared said, for a long time. So I was surprised by some teams, not surprised by others. Um, but how would you feel about it, Salvatore?
1: Yeah, so the, the, the one thing that surprised me the most realistically, just to kind of counter what you said, is I, I'm really shocked that Herbert wasn't able to hold on to a freaking 27-point lead. I mean, I thought that kid was damn near elite, and elite quarterbacks just – you're not losing a 27-point lead, uh, whether you're on the road or not, and he just didn't do enough in that second half to to pull that off. So I was very, very surprised by that. Uh, What I certainly was not surprised of whatsoever was the, once again, absolute collapse of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, This is a team that just continues to have great regular seasons – yeah, their defense is nothing to write home about, but they just have so many uh, excellent players, at least on the offensive side of the football, that you think you know this is going to be the year that they actually make a run, and they just continuously fail miserably in the postseason. Uh, I made a tweet earlier, which really I didn't get a, as much pushback as I thought I was going to, um, but I said something to like so if you could swap Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins jerseys, and not a single person. Would know the difference because they're really, in my opinion, as Jared are, would know the
2: difference.
1: Jared, yeah, probably Jared. <laughs> you know, Jared, uh, he, he, he's one of Ryan's biggest fans, so he knows exactly how he throws the football. But um, as, that's a joke, obviously. Uh, you know, they just, they're both better, really good regular season guys, um, do well with excellent talent around them, but then they just, they're, they're no show in the playoffs. And you could even make an argument, honestly, that Kirk Cousins has done more in the playoffs than Ryan Tannehill has because he's, you know, never thrown over 100 yards in a playoff win. Now, I don't has Kirk Cousins won a playoff game with Minnesota yet? I'm not sure. No? no. I don't think so either. So maybe you give the edge to him, but to Tannehill. But he, nevertheless, they're, they're just not – they don't have it. And in the NFL, you need to have it. And the guys that are moving on next week, even of the likes of Daniel Jones, right now they have it. And, uh, you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles in this league. And if you want to make it to the next round, you got to have it.
0: No, well, and and I mean, it it definitely is with coaching too involved because we we had a. I had people over my house with Brock Purdy. I had people over my house watching the games all weekend long. So we were talking and like how the Titans differ from all these teams. I said it's coaching, man. Brian Dable comes in, inherits Joe Judge's football team last year, and takes them to the playoffs. Same thing with uh, Urban Meyer and Doug Peterson. First, last to first. I mean, a split second like that with coaching. So, you know, hopefully somebody comes in for us under Vrabel with the offense and everything, and, and gets us to that spot where we need to be too. Yeah. So coaching is Absolutely. definitely huge.
1: Yeah, no, I, I alluded to it also. Like, you know, you, you see what Brock Purdy did. I mean, really, what he's done over the past two months is really it's unfathomable ridiculous. on all levels. It doesn't matter who he's playing with. This kid never in his wildest dreams thought he was going to be put in this position, and he was. And uh, he's, he's – he's, He's letting his nuts hang a little bit as well. The coaching's great, but that kid's made, made some plays oh, yeah. on Saturday uh, that you just wouldn't expect the last pick in the draft to be able to make. So, uh, And then, you know, you, you look at what Daniel Jones has done over the past month or two also. It's just unheard of, uh, and he's clearly now going to be getting a contract, and you might have added a few zeros onto it after that <laughs> performance yesterday. So, um Definitely, you know, very, very exciting weekend in the NFL, and uh, we hope it continues tonight and moving on to next week. So um, let's jump into this. This is going to be what we talk about today. We'll try to zone in on specific topics each week throughout this offseason, but, you know, I think it's it's fair to bring this up for another time, even though we touched on a little bit last week. Uh, If nothing else, because of the fact that already – Before the man has even played his playoff game, already there are reports that the Titans are linked to discussions uh, about possibly pursuing Tom Brady uh, for next season. And, you know, there's a a lot of things that, you know, you you can, can say about that. You can say, well, why now when you had the opportunity three years ago? You could say why when they have no offensive line as it stands now. You know, there's a million ways you can, you can look at it, but I'll, I'll give it to you first before I get my comments on it. Vin, what what do you think about this even being a report so early on? And are you happy, nervous, think there's no shot? Like, what are your thoughts on it?
2: Um, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it would be hard to be mad at getting Tom Brady. I know a lot of people think that he, he fell off a little this year, but – He had an awful O-line the whole year, essentially, um, but still managed to throw out for, I believe, over 4,000 yards and close to 30 touchdowns, give or take. So I think if you give the kid time, um, he can absolutely still kid. I should say he's more a middle-aged man at this point. But if you give Tom Brady time to throw and people to throw to, I think he can absolutely still do it. Um, I think we have some things working in our advantage, um, similar to what Tampa did. He loved that Bruce Arians was their coach um, because he, you know, was kind of the opposite of Belichick. Whereas I think Vrabel is kind of maybe in between a Belichick and an Arians player coach, but a little, um, you know, more stern than an Arians. But they have history, obviously, together played together. There's obviously a mutual respect. I think he would let Tom be Tom. Um, but there's things that go along with it. I mean, he's not going to come here with this receiving core or this offensive line. We have to entice him a little bit. I think the fact that we uh, play in a state with no income tax also plays our advantage, much like it did with Tampa and their fan base um, when he signed with them. No state income tax, which people you know, sometimes might laugh at, but when you're talking about tens of millions of dollars, you know, from our state or from Tennessee compared to other states, it can, you know, be the difference of millions of dollars. So there's some things working to our advantage, I guess, maybe when it comes to, um, you know, him maybe wanting to come here. But do I think he's going to come here? I don't unless the circumstances really work in his favor. Much like last week when Jared said, I think um, Vegas is going to make a serious run at him. It's a tough division, but they have Waller, they have Adams, they have Renfro. Jacobs is a free agent, but if they get Brady, I'm guessing he might want to come back, he would be reunited with McDaniels. Um, so I would not be mad about it at all. I would be a little, uh, I guess, frustrated knowing that we could have had him the year after we went to the title game and he probably would have put us over the top, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I would love it if we can get Tom in two tone blue. It would really, you know, bring out his eyes, I think, if we can get him in the, in the blue. Um, so, how do you feel about it, Jared?
0: You know, people are going to say, you know, I've already, we've seen it all over the place. They don't want Brady. They don't want Rodgers. Our minds are going to change a hundred times. They don't and want my,
1: Jesus. They don't want Yeah. Anything.
0: My mind changed a hundred times already uh, without saying anything, you know, moving forward. Uh I think there is a real shot of Tom Brady coming to Nashville, coming to the music city. You know, um, he is a variable boy. And if whatever it takes to get him here, we have a new facility, which is enticing to to incoming free agents. Now we have a new stadium coming. I don't know if he's going to be available if we even get him for the 2026 season, you know, if he's, if he's not going to retire by then, but still, anytime you have a chance to get Tom Brady, you go after him and uh, hopefully they do.
1: Yeah I mean listen, I'll be honest. I, I'd rather have Malik Willis over Ryan Tan or uh, Tom Brady. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was just about to walk out. I, I had to get you. i, had I to getting ready to smash my laptop. Yeah. Account. Oh my I God. was just, I was, just put,
0: I was putting the headset down and walking upstairs. Oh my
1: gosh. That. Oh man. I can't believe you guys even thought that was possible of being serious. Well, you're ready anyway.
2: to die on that hill, and I guess we have. I'm to ready
1: to die on the him. hill of putting him in. You're like this with the quarterback you know, every week, so I don't know what. No, I'm not. I, I am firm on my belief of Ryan Tannehill is diminished to nothing. So that that's not. But anyway let's not digress um so here's the thing originally like I first thought I'm saying to myself well it would take a miracle to make this offensive line from the worst we've ever seen in the team's history to being average which is what they would need to be to even remotely think about bringing in a 47 year old Tom Brady or whatever he's going to be next year um But then I kind of thought to myself, well, well, here's the thing. First of all, you know, there were a lot of injuries in the offensive line. There's a possibility maybe they could restructure LeJuan, bring him back. You know, Nate Davis progresses a little bit more. You figure out what you're going to do with NPI you draft a guy. Because if they somehow got him, then absolutely the 11th pick is the best tackle available. That goes without saying. Or you know I don't I haven't looked at anything yet. Maybe if the guard is better there, okay, take him, put him at right guard, whatever the case may be. O line at eleven, um, and then after you get your mind wrapped around the fact that their O line could be better, you think about all the other pros that come there. First of all, there is no universe at all where some where Tom Brady comes to the Titans and we're still giving the ball to Derrick Henry thirty five times a game. That's just not happening. He's never allowing that ever. And we've all agreed at this point that this team needs to start throwing the ball more if they want to take the next step because relying on their running back to take them to the promised land just isn't a re- reality anymore. I don't care how good the offensive line is. I just don't see it happening. And then you think about the other things like how he brings the best, not just out of the offense. He brings the best out of every individual on the team because, you know, I, I think it goes out saying at this point, people are terrified of him. Really, is much you get – all the respect in the world, and it's you you get the fear of God, and that's a good thing to have in a team when a guy like Tom Brady is on your roster. So that's an excellent thing to have as well. It ain't crazy to think about the fact that you're gonna get some calls. You're gonna get some you're gonna get some fucking calls with Tom Brady on the setter. Absolutely. Um, and then you know the, the, the just the fact that uh he brings a, a caliber of quarterback no matter what his age is that is unprecedented. And then, uh, you know, maybe he isn't as mobile as he used to be, even though he's never been mobile. Uh, but he is an assassin and he, he has the edge that Michael Jordan has that on the basketball court that you just can't put a price tag on. Um, so I'm all for it. Uh, I, I, realistically think if I had to put a percentage on it, I really, I think it's about 10% to be honest. I just don't see no matter what their relationship is, this team has got a lot of work to do before this, this job even looks remotely enticing to him. And I just don't see how they can get all that established in time for him, for them to present the offer. And I just, I don't know. I, I hope I'm wrong. I don't foresee it being a possibility realistically, but I would absolutely love it after a nice hard sleep on it. One million percent, um, you know, and then it gives possibly. I hate to bring this kid's name up again because I know apparently to most oh people God. there's zero chance. No, 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 no. Well, listen, if there's ever going to be a guy that you wanna you want to groom someone, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, you know, if if Tom Brady can't you know progress Malik Willis at least mentally as an NFL quarterback, then nobody ever will. So you know, I would have no issues if somehow it happened. Keep Malik Willis as a backup. He still has all the intangibles. I'm not going to dive into it. He's got the arm. He's got the legs. He just needs, you know, he needs it up here. He needs to have an offensive line he can trust, and you might be able to get something out of him. Uh, but absolutely, I'm all for it. So Another thing, though, that
2: was brought up, not to cut you off, Alex, no, go ahead. I think our division is much more, um, you know, attractive than maybe the AFC West because you have Houston and, and Indy who are probably going to be – yeah, Houston, more than Indy, is going to be in a full rebuild. Indy, I guess, if you get the right guys in there, can maybe turn it around a little. But it's still a pretty weak division, and now Jacksonville's going to have a first-place schedule next year. So, you know, if you want to look at where he thinks his path to the playoffs might be the easiest, the AFC South is still a division that's pretty weak that I think if he knows that he came in here – then he ain't scared of Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Whereas if you went to the West, AFC West, you got to deal with Mahomes, you got to deal with Herbert. Um, you know, it's 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 much more difficult to win that division than it is this one. So, if you want to play devil's advocate a little bit, I think our division is a little more attractive than maybe going um, out west. So, just yeah. playing devil's advocate there, but it's something you know none of us brought up that I think you know might go through his head. If yeah. he's considering coming
1: here. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I do have a feeling that not if, but when the Colts get either Stroud or Bryce Young, that they're going to actually possibly be striking lightning in a bottle year one. I hope I'm wrong, but I mean, they they, they definitely have enough pieces to be competent next year with an electric quarterback, and they're going to probably get one. I still think you're right. It's still uh, an, a safe bet. That you know, Tom Brady with the pieces we already have, with an addition of a couple more pieces, this is a nice path to the playoffs and a and a home playoff game. Uh, but we'll see how everything turns. I mean, it's just super early. I mean, for for Christ's sake, this they could go on a run, go go to the Super Bowl and he says, Screw it, I'm staying with Mike Evans, I'm staying with this crew, and I'm gonna finish my career here. I'll so that it, 100 on the hundred on him the at twenty five to the one, thing
2: that, why not? The thing that
0: gets me, and we're going to talk about the whole offseason with everybody, is Tom Brady is 47. All these quarterbacks in AFC, the last four, 27, 26, 24, yeah. 23. I mean, at, at what point do we get a young quarterback? But now going into the draft, we're, we're in no position to get a quarterback because, you know, unless we give up that much capital because we need so much capital on this team, we're not going into the top five and jumping uh, the Colts jumping Houston to get those quarterbacks—it's not going to happen.
2: Giving up a big piece—that's what I'm
0: saying. We're not trading Jeffrey Simmons. We're not trading a first next year, a first, you know, this year. It's not happening. So, I mean, when when will we get that young quarterback? I don't know. Do we have him in Malik Willis? I don't see it. So, well, I'm glad you brought uh, that up because that's going to jump into our next
1: our next piece of this pie. I got to be honest with you. I feel like every night that passes, I have more of a weird inclination that this team is just going to throw shit at the wall and fucking go after that third pick, which is what they're going to need, and they're either going to take Stroud or Young, whoever's available. And the reason being this, the bottom line is, I as much as I still have faith in Malik Willis, it's evident now that the road path for him to be... A, a franchise guy is is still pretty long, um, and you are at the eleventh pick. If there was ever a draft where you know, even though it's it's going to take a lot, it's I mean, you know, you're going to go from eleven to three probably. I I don't foresee one happening, but I still think three is possible because what Arizona has two right, and they're not taking a quarterback right. Doesn't Arizona have two? No,
2: well, Houston has two. Houston, Houston has two. two.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: So either way, if the Colts jump or, them, who knows?
2: Maybe they had they maybe they like they fall in love with Will Levis, and we only have to jump to seven. Yeah. Or the kid from Florida that they're hyping up. I'm not big on them, but they're saying no. getting to the first round. So we don't know who they like. But if I get what you're saying, so if they want somebody, it's now. It's yeah, It's
1: got to be it, now. I mean, what are they going to do? Because listen, let's just be honest here. As 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 far away as we might be from real contention in the Super Bowl. If they bring Ryan Daniel back again this year, yeah, they'll probably, if he stays healthy, they, they get the offensive line a little bit better. Yeah, they'll probably win eight to, t- eight to ten games or seven to ten games, and they're going to be right in the same freaking spot as they always are, where they're going nowhere in the playoffs, they got a shitty spot, and they're nowhere near the the, the, the part of the draft where they can get their guy. If it's going to be a year, it's going to be this year, and not for nothing, folks. I hear everyone tell me, oh, you know, we're so, we're so many pieces away, so many holes to fill. We need the capital. What the fuck have we done with the draft capital so far? We've done nothing. We've done ugots for all you Italians out there. We've done nothing at all. We barely hit on any of our high draft picks. It's been a disaster the last three, four years. So why not say, listen, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, it's not a guarantee but these guys are well-oiled machines in the hardest conference in college football. Let's give it a go. It, let's just give it a go. You got to get get rid of next year's first pick. Obviously that's a given. I don't know what else is going to, it could be this year's second too. It could be next year's second. Maybe it's first and second this year, next year.
0: All all everything is going to be the terminal free agency because if they go all in on offensive line and we get that starting left tackle, I really think they're going to re-sign Nate Davis and I think they're going to keep MPI on the on the right hand side. So it, you're, you're more worried about center and the left hand side. Left okay. guard, left tackle. So even if they go after, because it's it's deep in free agency, uh, the line. So even if they give that contract to the left tackle, they keep maybe Brewer uh as a swing and they uh, who knows? But we we need line. So if they go line, I could see them moving up. If they go line, if they attack, around? no. If they or, go oh, if line they of free free agency. agency. attack yeah. it all, and 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 go. I, I see that happening. Yeah, I mean, I I just it frustrates me
1: when when our fan base is just always so. It's just picks, picks, picks. Yeah, you know, we have the worst whole line in, in football. Let's just give up our our future and set us back three or five years. That's what somebody said to me today. Giving up your picks to get the you know one to three this year, setting your franchise back three and a half years. Where the fuck are we right now? we got a quarterback you can't trust past January. You got an offensive line that sucks. Yeah. Okay. You you could, you could can survive with ramping it up in free agency. But the picks, like, come on, guys. You need I mean, a quarterback uh, in order to win a Super Bowl. We don't know who the fuck's our quarterback. So worry about that and, and, and you know, let the, let the cards fall after.
0: I mean, I'm, I was always – I'm up and down. Like I said, I, I say screw the picks like the Rams. One podcast, I say it on Twitter, and then I talk to you guys. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe we should take that left tackle at eleven. Stick with it. Don't move up. Yeah. Who knows, man? I, my, my emotions with this team is is, is crazy. But uh, yeah, everyone's hard. We 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 haven't we haven't hit except Jeffrey Simmons in, in the first round as of late, and uh, we never mean, hit go, on a quarterback. Go go for it, care. man. And I got news for you: if if Young is available and Stroud's available, I'm going CJ Stroud. I like CJ Stroud. Yeah. yeah, he's bigger. You know, he's
1: yep. bigger. Um, well, I just, I, I think they're I I watched a lot of film on both of them over the past week and a half, two weeks, um, and not just not just highlights. I'm talking film. I think they're both going to be uh, serious. I think they're both going to be serious. Both um, coaches, yeah. You know, and of course you got the people out there that say, "Oh well, you know, when's the last time an Ohio State quarterback has been good?" I mean, that's just nonsense. It doesn't matter where what college. You know, yes, the the, the history is shown. You know USC quarterbacks, Ohio State quarterbacks over the past, you know, ten years or whatever, have not panned out. But they're still at the the highest level of college football possible. You know, you, you, you can't focus on uh like what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like uh what's the word when you when you're you're I don't know what the fucking word I'm looking for is, but regardless, you yeah, could ask Vinny on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably when. Not jinxes, but like... Can't look uh,
2: for pure patterns like that, you know? like Yeah,
1: yeah. Superstitions, because that's really what it boils down to. It's superstition. Like, Ohio State is still in a class of its own when it comes to college football. And you think that a guy's not going to be a good NFL quarterback. For the longest
2: time, it was we can't trust Alabama quarterbacks. And now you have Mac Jones, you have uh, Jalen Hurts, you know what I mean? You have Tua. This year, Bryce Young's going to go high. Before yeah. Burrow was no LSU quarterback really was worthwhile. Yeah. So you know, I, I don't believe in that. Daniel Jones went to Duke. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah I I not doing that. Texas A M. Yeah, Texas, Texas Tech, Mahomes. For Texas Tech. Yeah, and yeah. Josh Allen just South Dakota yeah, or something. Wyoming. Wyoming. Wyoming, yeah. So, cool. you know, I, I don't know, I'm not in on that. So but yeah, I'm with you. If, if if he's your guy, then go get him. I don't give a yeah. fuck. If he went to I mean, you know South Alabama Tech, A and M, or he went to you know Alabama.
1: Like a
0: crazy year. <laughs>
2: It's not like he went to Liberty or anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, we 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 competition down there. Where is Liberty? I don't even know where it's at. I think it's I don't know, but Apparently, right. they play Campbell. <laughs> Sammy, if you could
1: give us uh, the state where Liberty is located, that'd be great at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, so you're right, uh, Jared. You got to let free agency play out before we really have an idea of what uh, bullet we're shooting in the draft.
2: That's why I think they're going to take time with the GM. I think him and Vrabel are really going to have to agree on what their. You know, ideas for the team going forward, and it might take a while because – I couldn't... really
0: – yeah, but I think we're going to sign a GM by at least Friday this week because we've got one more, I think, on tomorrow, and it's the Bills guy. So I think we're going to see uh, what's going to – like turnstile, what's going to happen this week. I think we're going to see an OC possibly and a GM.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's – you know, my dad brought this up, a great point. It's crazy how they're even talking about targeting – Tom Brady. When they haven't even they haven't even signed a uh, general manager. Like, who's yeah. the one saying that we're targeting Tom Brady? When That's there's not even a ringleader? probably maybe, uh, but you know, not the great, not the greatest look. That you know, before a guy even gets his job. Liberty Virginia, by the way. You. Thank you, Sammy.
2: So really we get a And they ask now. I know.
1: Yeah, we could have driven there and watched him play. We didn't even know it. Um, yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I don't think it's the greatest look that before a guy even comes in to start his job, there's rumblings of a decision that could be made that he would have to have a part in. Uh, but regardless, it doesn't matter. It's Tom Brady. You know, I feel like 90% of teams would be <laughs> interested in Tom Brady, even at 47. So uh, maybe not 90, but more than half, regardless. Listen,
2: well, you put the stats up there when I was talking about it this year. At this age, and what his offensive line troubles, to for forty-seven hundred yards, twenty-five touchdowns, and nine interceptions, throw so he threw less than ten interceptions and almost for five thousand yards at that age with that line. So
1: that's yeah, that's unfathomable. It really is, and it's just a testament to how good he is. And anyone who tries to tell you, oh, he's finally falling off and this and that, they're they're crazy. If this guy can get out of bed, throw on pads, and if this guy's arm isn't dead which it's clearly not he's still, yards, five, Yeah. He's still, years old. he's still the greatest of all time. He always will be. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. we got plenty of time to look into it, but let's move on. Uh, we have, Oh, we got to wrap. We're going to have to wrap it up soon. Cause Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to quickly get into, um, we got a game
2: in nine minutes. All right. I got to get my bets in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Vin's got things to do. Yeah. Uh, He's got uh, quarterbacks to scout. So what we're going to do is we're going to quickly get into this last segment. We put up a poll on Twitter about what quarterback we want to eliminate from this group of all the names that are somehow uh, linked to Tennessee as of this moment. Um, so quickly, uh, Vin, you start us off. Of this first initial nine, who are you taking off?
2: Get get Derek Carr out of my face, please.
1: Absolutely.
2: Okay. I have nothing to do with him. Or his brother when we sign him talking about him on TV every week. I'm um, just I think that as a lateral move is a lateral guess if you want to move on from Tannehill and you sign Derek Carr.
0: Okay. Jared. All right. So that's your first one of the week and you stole mine, so I guess I'll use him as my you know, sometime within the near future when we're done, so I'm gonna have to go with Lamar Jackson, um, with his style play. i know you, Vin, know you're it.
1: so lucky your laptop's
0: about to die. Listen I'm to sorry. me. With his style play, I don't see him lasting, uh, you know, that much longer in the NFL. And with that boatload of the contract that he's gonna uphold, um, you can you could take him off the list for me.
1: You're gonna take him off the list over your your fucking arch nemesis, Malik Willis.
0: Well, I, I was going to play it, you know, week by week. You know, I was.
1: Gonna, well, I mean, I'll, you you think he's? I'm going to throw. A I'm throwing the
0: of, I'm throwing the bang out right away. You
1: think he's got a better chance of hitting the lottery than Listen being to a, me. a good I'm quarterback? Throwing, I figured I'm you'd get him the off. bang.
0: I'm throwing the bang out right away. So if you right. want to bash it, go ahead. I okay. mean, we, we have okay. a, a list full of uh, quarterbacks to week by week. So, yes, we Sammy, do. Sammy, get the big red X for me for that for yep. next week. Lamar. Lamar over uh, Malik Willis over Lamar,
1: yeah, easy, easy choice for me. I, I I don't. You're right. It is a a semi-lateral movement, in my opinion. But I, I would take Derek Carr over Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he's got. I mean, he at least is younger, and I think he's a little more athletic. Um, so Ryan Tannehill, out of all nine guys, he would be the last one of the nine that I would want uh, starting next year. And it's not. It's simply off of tired of settling for, you know, comfortability because that's all it is now. It's comfortability. You know, it's either shit or get off the pot and it's time to get off the pot. He's not good enough to get it done. He's only good enough to be competent and we need better than that. We need to start building something and putting someone in to grow and, and stop wasting everyone else's years of just being okay. So he could be the first one to go. And that's the bottom line. uh, Cause stone, stone cold said so. So, um, let's uh, wrap it up. Thirty minutes in a in a flash, just before the picks. game starts. Oh, our picks, real quick. Yes, yes, absolutely, Jarrett. Because you brought it up, the, do us the honors of starting off.
0: Um, I believe for the next week, I have um, shit. I don't even know who I who I picked. up for next week. Oh, I got sure the bank. I got the yeah. I got the Bengals plus four in a rematch game because I bet the Bengals uh, last time and they canceled the game. So I like the uh, the Bengals this week to upset. Uh, The Buffalo Bills, who I didn't think had a great game against the Miami Dolphins. So, Bengals are heading to the AFC Championship game again.
1: Vin?
2: I'm rolling with the Kansas City Chiefs minus, I believe, yes, eight and a half. Um, As much uh, credit as I gave Doug Peterson and the Jags and Trevor Lawrence, all good things must come to an end. And there is a trend in the NFL where teams that come off of big emotional comeback wins – Usually get the breaks beat off of them the next week. The most uh, recent example is the Music City, or I'm sorry, God, wow, well, sad. The uh, <laughs> the the one with the Vikings, whatever they called that, the it, Mar- it, Man- that Minnesota Man- miracle. A miracle. Yeah, they had that play with Diggs where um, Case Keenum threw it up, the guy on the Saints with Diggs caught it, ran for a touchdown. Next week in Philly, they lost like forty-five to seven. So I don't think they're going on the road to Kansas City, which is a very loud, hostile crowd. And uh, if you look at Andy Reid's record off of a bye, it's pretty much flawless. So I am rolling with the Chiefs to handle the Jacksonville Jaguars by at least double digits. So I will lay the eight and a half.
0: Hmm.
1: Very good. I'm going with the New York football Giants. Um, This team showed me that they are absolutely all bought in. And this is not like a situation where they just want to be good enough to get by one rant. I mean, I think they're going to fight. I, I really, really do. I don't just think they have a chance of covering. I think they have a chance of winning. Um, I'm, I'm bought in with Dable and Daniel Jones and Saquon. And, you know, their defense isn't great, but it's good enough. I think their their defensive front is their strength. Um, and I think they're gonna give Philly everything they got. And uh I think Philly's gonna walk in there with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They're getting a, a week off. Um, I think they're gonna just think they're gonna handle them easily. Uh so we'll see. But I definitely like the Giants to cover uh next next Sunday. So um yeah, we're gonna wrap up tonight. Uh we'll have a we'll have another topic for next week that we can uh dive into. Maybe we'll have a GM signing to talk about, OC signing to talk about. Uh, but we'll definitely have some some content to cover for everyone uh, in Titan Nation. So, anything you guys want to want to chime in on before we wrap up?
2: touch everything. Absolutely. I do not. I, do not. Yeah. I got a nice uh, message back from someone else that maybe we can get on the show. So you know, yeah, we got two Great.
0: positives this week. So yeah.
2: hopefully, yeah. we got some
1: guests on the show. Absolutely. Yep. I think I might get Malik Willis on here too. I'm I'm, I'm in the middle of texting him. Uh, Jared's got a lot of questions, so uh, we'll, we'll work on that as the, as the weeks progress. But, uh, yeah, so uh, let's gear up for another week of playoff football. We'll have more to touch on uh, next week. And as always, tighten up. Sammy Semi out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.